1: Welcome to Modern Day Debate, we're a neutral pra- platform that hosts debates on science, politics, and religion. If you'd like reminders, one of our controversial debates coming up, make sure you hit that subscribe button so we have Canadian Catholic and Sal who are teamed up against Pagan and Destroyer. This should be an exciting one and we're looking forward to the discussion. But before we do that, I'd like for our speakers to give a brief introduction about themselves or their channels. So. Uh, we'll start with the affirmative here and Sal and Canadian if you guys want to give a brief introduction um, that'll be great uh
2: yeah oh yep I'll go ahead uh, thank you so much praise thank you to modern day debates this is my second time being here um thank you also to pogan and Troyer two people I'm very well acquainted with so I am uh as my name suggests an inhabitant of Canada and uh I you guys can check out my youtube channel Do in the link below. You guys can uh, join our Discord, where uh, all four of us actually hang out from time to time. Um, and basically, this debate came about the following way. Um, I was giving... Um, I was trying to expose the dishonesty of um, a atheist activist and great a moron, Matt de la bloviator when uh, Pogan decided to defend the person, and uh, I challenged him A debate rather than go um, back and forth, um, you know, doing video debates that seem to, you know, take a lot of time. So, um, Pogan, very, you know, to his credit, agreed to do this. And I was thrilled. And uh, then we decided why not have partners since that seems to be much more easier for us. And that's how we're here. So, uh, um, I'm Looking forward to the debate, and I'll let Sal introduce himself. I'm
3: Salvador Cardova. James asked me, invited me to be Canadian Catholics' partner. I'm a molecular biophysics research assistant. Prior to that, I was a engineer in the aerospace engineer and scientist in the aerospace and defense industry. I presently work in support of medical research through the study of proteins and molecular biophysics, but also use. Uh, my professional work to support arguments for intelligent design and creation science. I have a YouTube channel, evidence and reasons. And also there is a website by that same name. That's still under construction. I'm having an after show. I'd like to thank praise. I'd like to thank Canadian Catholic who said it's okay for me to call him Josh and Troyer and Pogan. And I'd like to thank all the viewers.
1: Great. Thank you guys for your, all right. uh,
4: my name is, Go ahead. Oh, is it all right if I go? (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm Detroit. Nice to meet everyone. Um, I'm familiar with Canadian, Catholic Pogan and Sal. Thanks for joining us and modern day debate for hosting. Um, You can find me either on discord. um, Perhaps a link there will be included. And I also have a YouTube channel called for my discord server. Not that there's much on there, but maybe that link could be included as well. Um, I have a, a degree in philosophy and an interest in philosophy of religion, among many other things. And I'm very looking forward to this discussion.
5: Yeah, good to meet everybody. I'm Hogan. I run a YouTube channel. Uh, the link to which is in the description, where I talk about various things: video games, politics, philosophy, that sort of stuff. Uh, I did, in fact, make a couple videos about Canadian Catholics' appearance. On atheist experience, atheist experience rather, where he talked to Matt Dillahunty, and gave some objections to the arguments that he was running, um, which you know clearly enticed him to challenge me to a debate. And I grabbed up Detroit to help me out. Um, just as a quick note, uh, I am six foot three. Canadian is five foot eight. God.
2: Um, I want to correct that. I'm not five foot eight. I'm actually <laughs> five foot nine. And poking. Um, Intentionally, while well, knowing that I'm five foot nine, uh, tries to mispronounce it. Uh, and by the way, his six foot three is a debatable claim. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's get let's get going here. So we have we're gonna have two five minute periods for each uh, person interlocutor. Um, so we'll have Canadian Sal go first, then we'll have Destroyer and Pogan go next, and then we'll just go an open discussion. So when you guys want to get going, the floor is yours.
2: Okay, um, um, I will start with a brief introduction, just setting the tone. Um, I got the agreement from both of uh, our current opponents uh, that it would be okay for our side to go for it, since it's taken that we're making the positive assertion. So basically, the theme of this debate was my idea, and the idea was to have something concrete debated, okay? Rather than having debates does not exist or are miracles good, something like that, I wanted something concrete, something like um, – are, we, are theists, people who claim to believe in God? And I think for the sake of the conversation, we could, in fact, uh, even include deists in the conversation, justified, uh, rationally justified to believe in God. So um, our case is much more modest than what you would expect in other so called God debates. We simply have to make a case that there is a reasonable um, case to be made. Uh, for our belief in God. And that case does not need to be contrasted. We ought not to. We are not supposed to give reasons for why atheism, for example, is uh, unreasonable. Neither are we supposed to show that theism is more reasonable than atheism. Our case is solely concerned with giving reasons <clears throat> for showing that theism is reasonable. Okay? So... um this is basically what the tone will be. We're uh, making this claim. And I ask all of the audience to view this uh, debate in the context in which uh, we've outlined. So, I mean, if you are angry that your mother took away your phone during church service and now you're angry at the priest, this is not the right place to take out your anger, right? Because we're having a rational discussion about whether the are rationally justified. Uh, thank you so much. And I will defer to uh, Sal to make his case for me. Uh,
3: please go ahead, Sal. If I could share my screen praise.
1: Absolutely.
3: I'll try to keep this to five minutes. Uh, The general argument is whether it's reasonable to believe in in God. I I will make some mention of the Christian God. Blaise Pascal said, I should not be a Christian, but for the miracles. And uh, that's his characterization of St. Augustine. And even his own beliefs, the foundation of religion, it is the miracles. Now, Pascal experienced personal miracles in uh, the life of his family. His niece, a portrait of her there, was healed in the name of Jesus of blindness. Now, whether that was a coincidence or not, this has bearing on the question of, is it reasonable to uh, be a theist In the modern day, we have Charles Duke, the youngest man to ever walk the moon. When he returned from the moon, he was not a Christian at the time. He became a Christian because uh, he was having problems with alcoholism and all sorts of personal issues. He became a Christian that started to clean up in his life. He started organizing prayer meetings. There was a young girl there who was blind, and he prayed over her, and she received her sight. So the question is, uh, what I'm pointing this out is, we can't categorically say that it's unreasonable. There's certainly people in the world, certainly reputable people like Charles Duke, where we would have no call to say it's unreasonable for him to follow some sort of faith belief in God. And so I'm not going to even argue that it's, uh, th- that it has to be reasonable for everyone. One of the um, most prominent scientists a Nobel Prize winner Richard Smalley was um, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer he began to reevaluate things in his life he used the scientific knowledge to to determine whether abiogenesis and evolutionary theory were correct he's qualified to make that sort of ruling and he dis, he he realized it was false it led him to believe that there is an intelligent designer and he became a christian so whether he's ultimately right or wrong is not the the point of this discussion the issue is whether his belief is rational i played in casinos where the outcomes of some of my betting decisions weren't favorable but mathematically in the mathematical sense they were sound and rational given the uncertainties of the casino environment i eventually got kicked out for playing skilled blackjack uh, because i was able to estimate the odds uh, because of things like conditional probability And so the issue of making rational decisions, even if the outcome isn't exactly what you were hoping, um, it's not an issue of whether we're looking for absolute proof. It's an issue of whether the decision-making, based on what little we know and our little sample size of reality, is rational. I'll point to some books that scientifically argue for an intelligent designer. This is written by two Ivy League uh, scientists one of them was actually picked out, uh, Change Laura Tan, by Nobel Prize winner George Smith. So if people want to s- study this, uh, by the way, these are some people from my alma mater who are scientists who believe in an intelligent designer. There are also uh, um, a professor at my alma mater argued that straightforward interpretations of physics point to a god. And I, that's the reference there. And that was in the prestigious scientific nature, uh, journal Nature. There are other books uh, that physicists argue just straightforward from uh, physical law that God exists. And I'll just finish my opening by saying uh, this is actually from an atheist agnostic, Fred Hoyle. He said, a common sense interpretation of the facts suggests that a super intellect has monkeyed with physics as well as chemistry and biology, and that there are no blind forces worth speaking about in nature to me, this is pointing, suggesting that there is a supernatural designer. And uh, thank you. That's my opening.
1: Thank you for your opening. Uh, for the Thea side, you guys were. Uh, let's see here. You got about four minutes to spare. We could add that to the question and answering, or the, if you guys want to have a, a, conclude, a concluding remark, we can add it there. Um, so now we have the atheist side, or the, uh, the the negative, the negation side. So if you guys want to go ahead, I'll start the timer, and the floor is yours.
4: Uh, did you want to go first, or do you mind?
1: Uh, go ahead, Detroit, I'll
4: follow you. All right, so I've, I want to make a brief comment on the framing, um, and in doing so I'm going to disagree and respond to what Canadian Catholic said about that. So Again, today's debate proposition is theism is rationally justified, right? And um, what does it mean for theism to be rationally justified? One thing we might mean, and I think a plausible account of what we might mean is something like, there is some demonstrable evidence arguments given which an informed theist can be epistemically justified in their belief. Um, Now, what will count as such a demonstration or evidence will of course be in contention and I don't expect that much agreement will be reached here tonight however I'm content to leave the framing at that and um let each side make their respective cases and have the audience um judge which side has made the more compelling case and so while one approach I could take to this debate is merely a skeptical one I.e., I could try to just refute whichever arguments or demonstration the opponents offer. Um, I think something a little bit stronger can be said, and perhaps will be said throughout the course of the discussion. But one thing I'll say at the outset is, look, if theism is rationally justified, then probably our opponents would be able to provide such demonstration and evidence in favor of theism. And um, we have that expectation because they're relatively informed theists and they tasked themselves with doing precisely that. However, it's going to be my contention, and I take it that this would be borne out throughout the discussion, that they will not be able to provide uh, some demonstrable uh, evidence and arguments in favor of theism. And hence, by um, sort of modus tollens argument, it would follow that theism is not rationally justified. Uh, And I yield the remainder of my time.
5: Yeah, I'll just follow up on what Detroyer said there. He pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think there's a reasonable expectation that the proposition is going to imply that an argument or a persuasive case is going to be given that makes the assertion. Um, of God's existence rational, right? Makes your belief rational. I, I I think that's what the proposition is really cashing out. So I think that expectation that Detroit just expressed is perfectly uh, reasonable. Um, I wanted to quickly comment on a couple of things that Sal said in his introduction there. It seemed like what he was essentially saying was, we have a set of miraculous events um, and a set of people that believe in the existence of God, many of whom are in, fairly high tier professions. Um, And for that reason, it seems like that would lead to the implication that the belief in God is something that's reasonable. Uh, I just wanted to make some quick comments and then I'll yield the remainder of my time over to our opponents. Um, First of all, people believing in something does not in in, in and of itself rather entail that the belief is rational. Depending on whether he's appealing to the number or appealing to the people particularly, that would either be an ad populum or an appeal to authority, straightforwardly. Um, the case here is that it needs to be made abundantly clear that it is rational to hold the belief that a God exists, and I don't think that'll be sufficient to demonstrate the case. Further, it's unclear what he even means when he says miracle. I think that'll need to be cashed out here. Um, if by miracle he means an event in which the only explanation could possibly be the supernatural, then I think there needs to be an argument for that Um for those things not being explained by naturalistic accounts or non-supernatural accounts, right? Clearly, that's going to be a major point of contention here. I don't see the reason prima facie to accept that um, events can certain events can only be explained by the supernatural. So, I would need to hear a case for that specifically. Uh, but with that, I'll yield the remainder of time over to our opponents. I look forward to a very interesting debate. Thank you.
1: Great. <clears throat> Great, thank you guys yes. for your uh, opening arguments. And you guys had about six minutes to spare, so we can add that to your concluding remarks if you want. Uh, now we're going to go into the open discussion. And whoever wants to start her off, I think Canadian Catholic would be uh, the best candidate and let him start her off, and we'll just let her go.
2: Okay, sure. So uh, before I start, I just need to confirm that my microphone is working because I've been getting a little complaints.
4: You're a little muffled. It's muffled. Is this better? Is
2: the microphone yes, in uh, here? Yes, you're it's doing It's a little bit better. Okay. Uh, am, I, am I audible? Okay. Yeah, that's better. Okay, I'm audible right now, right? Yep. Okay, good. So, uh, am I... Uh, is it? Um, I, I think I'm gonna, just going to say that's a fair expectation that uh, we provide the case, obviously. I just want to make sure what the case was, but it's, it's fair for people to say that I need to provide the case. So um, is it okay if I start with you, Pogan, uh, if I start my questioning with you, Pogan?
5: Well, you need to present an argument. It's not just questioning, right? I'm not, I'm yeah. not exactly clear why you would begin with questioning as opposed to just giving well, an argument.
4: Also, the questioning—the questions—up to the team. Isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if Troyer, if, if, if you if you insist on asking research. questions, like Troyer, yeah, absolutely have, can answer. Yeah, but I have a question for you. Is that okay?
5: Yeah. If, if you want to ask a question, that's fine. I don't no, no, I don't
2: want to ask a question. I want to ask you a question. Is that fine? <laughs> sure. Okay, uh, uh, this is just gonna be for the first five minutes, and then I'm gonna let Sal respond to your. So, th- this is specifically me addressing Pogan, not the team, you. Um, we're, a, we're an open discussion here, right? Yeah, yeah, we are, but. You're starting off the discussion. Yes, but, yeah, of course, I'm starting off. I'm gonna go on to Detroit as well, but let's. Con- let's... Okay, as long as, you don't have, as long as you don't
5: have the expectation that Detroit is not gonna answer oh, if he course wants to answer, not. that's fine. Of
2: course, not, of course not, but I prefer to ask you a question right now. So, uh, Pogan, uh, you're not a... I'm just going to take it for the sake of this questioning. I obviously don't expect all both of you to be uh, on the same page, so this is why I'm going to be asking you specifically. Uh, I'm just assuming that for the sake of this discussion, you're not a doxastic voluntarist. Is that correct? I'm not even
5: clear on what that means, Canadian. You'd have to okay. explain the concept it, to me.
2: Oh, uh, that's fine. Uh, doxastic voluntarism uh, is the view that one chooses their both something uh that most theists, well some theists hold to i just take it that's not something you hope
5: do you mind if i respond with a question because i want yeah, some yeah, clarity clear. on something yeah i'm not exactly clear on why my response to that question is even relevant and well, you agree well, please thinking, please let me please you're, please, you're let, me just, I,
2: please let me finish
5: speaking. you're not can i please let me finish speaking you made it clear a couple minutes ago that you accepted the burden for you in this debate was to present an argument, yeah, of, uh, making it the case that it's rational to hold the belief yeah, in God, right? Yeah, so I that's would, the expectation. Yeah, but I
2: didn't agree in the syllogistic form, right? I could, I, I could. I'm not asking a for
5: answer. a syllogism. I'm asking for an argument, okay, right? It doesn't have to be in prop logic form. It can be in natural language. Yeah, but, but you're asking but, questions. But
2: can I go somewhere with the question? To clarify the clarifying question. Can I ask you a question? Why is it so bad to ask a question? So uh, you're not a duxastic val- voluntarist, correct?
5: Well, given that I just understood the concept 15 seconds ago, I'd probably say no.
2: Okay. Uh, no, that's that's a reasonable expectation. I just, to get it out of here. And uh, it's also, for the sake of this question, I think, assumed that you are a mind physicalist. You hold to the idea that our mind is purely material. Correct? No, I'm not
5: a physicalist.
2: No, I'm not asking you whether you're a physicalist. I'm, asking I'm not a you mind are.
5: physicalist. I don't think the mind is purely physical.
2: Okay okay that's fine but do you believe that uh the minds operations can all be understood in terms of net um well at least um scientifically can be understood in terms of evolution do you accept that I'm really not I'm not clear on why
5: hey okay, you're, you're just pursuing a, these you're questions just, you're I'm not clear on a, why you're pursuing these okay, questions yeah, when again hey okay, okay look let me let me and make something I, let me make something clear no, you're not going to be make you're clear. not
2: going to be derailing the conversation i can i can
5: I can decline. I can decline. Listen to me for a second. I can decline to answer. Listen to me for a second, please. Right. I can decline to answer the questions on the basis that, again, I'm just going to remind you of this. You agreed it was it was reasonable to expect you to present an argument, not necessarily in prop logic, but definitely some sort of argument demonstrating that it's rational to hold the belief. Right. My views are not relevant to that in any capacity. I'm getting
2: I'm getting to presenting a case. I think you're just being
5: evasive. I'm
2: not being evasive. I just need five minutes of question. Of questions to demonstrate to make a point is that against the rules
5: nobody said anything about rules i'm waiting for the. Asking,
2: okay well again i'm making a case right you're not you're not going to get out of this just because you realize you're in uh, you're already losing and you're just trying to weasel out it's not going to help you right everybody can see that you're just cowering you had a lot to say on the video and for some reason you're evading your questions why So the question is:
5: you agree that it was reasonable to expect you to provide an argument?
2: I I will provide an argument in a second, but first I want to ask: Tell me this then:
5: Do you think it bears any significance to your argument what my views are?
2: Yes, it does. Why? Why is that the case? Because you're evading the question again. Because I'm, no, I'm, me I,
5: evading I, the question isn't an answer to that. I'm asking you why it's relevant to the argument to clarify want, what I my position is.
2: I want everybody to notice how Pogan is evading direct questioning again. This is because he knows he's going to lose. So why don't you show me, Pogan, that my alternative hypothesis that you're afraid is false by allowing me to question you for the first five minutes, and then you can question me. Yeah, that's and just, I, will, I
5: mean, that's just well poisoning, right?
2: Let's I've let's remind. Want- let's.
5: Re- I'll, I'll remind you of a couple things, right? When you started this line of questioning. I responded immediately by saying, "You can ask me these questions, but just so we're clear, the expectation here is that either you or Sal present some sort of case demonstrating I, yep. that it's reasonable." Think- I'm not done speaking, right? It's demonstrating it's that it's reasonable to believe in God, which I'm yeah. waiting for. I now, if you're, I'm, not, I'm still not finished. right? Okay. If you're okay. not interested in doing that, we can defer to Sal and have him present the case.
2: I am, more but than my no. positions I- do
5: not bear. There any significance to you presenting an argument for God? I'm uh,
2: no, I'm more than prepared to do that. Okay, then present the argument. No, that we're not going to be deferring. You're going to. I'm. I have the right to question you. Why is that so hard to question you? I'm not because this isn't an argument. I'm going to be presenting an argument. Nobody says that it's only arguments that should be presented. I want to ask questions and then I'm going to move to a propositional argument. I have two uh, preparations set up. There's nothing against the rules between me asking you questions.
5: You're not in violation of the rules. I'm just interested in the argument.
2: Okay, I will give an argument. Now, can I first... Can Can you give the argument now? No, I want to start with my questioning first.
5: Can you tell me what the significance of... Look, at this point, you're just wasting time, right? Can you tell me what the significance of the questioning is? Because I'm interested in the argument, and I think the Troyer is as well.
2: I understand that, but if you're going to be evading, this is going to be a very short debate. Okay, this is an open discussion where I have the right to question you about things. Uh, okay, Moderator, you have to step in. Am I in violation of any rule by asking Pogan questions?
1: No, but I would like to have uh, less over-talking. I'd also like to get Sal and Desorio in this in this conversation as well, if we can try to in, in, uh, this is in just put them to into the conversation. Yeah, but
2: he's just- But this is just him chickening out. He knows he's going to lose in an open discussion. Yeah, you're free
5: to – look, you're free to ask the questions. You can continue. The only clarification I was seeking was that there is an
2: argument. I I will – So if you have an argument, you can continue with the questioning. Okay. I have an argument. I have it in propositional form, and I will present it. So I will continue with questioning you, Pogan, for the first five minutes. So uh, the question is, you believe – there is a couple of axioms first. You are not a dexastic voluntarist, and you believe – that the mind is a product of evolution, that natural processes. That's correct? Are we clear on those? By the mind,
5: you're not referring to the brain, presumably, because I already told you I'm not a mind-physicalist.
2: Oh, no, no, I'm not referring to mind-physicalism. You believe that the evolution completely accounts for uh, the physical parts of mind, correct?
5: The physical parts? Yes. Referring to the brain. You're asking me if I think evolution accounts for the brain.
2: Yes, that, that's correct.
5: I think that's a reasonable thing to believe okay. based on evidence.
2: Okay, uh, so then my question is um okay, so here is where we move into my next section of the question. If you're not a doxastic voluntarist, uh presumably you believe that beliefs are selected for uh by natural selection. Would that be correct? I'm not, I'm not really clear on that. You believe that you do not choose your own beliefs. That's what we established by you conceding that you're not a dogmatic voluntarist. So then, the question is to you: Would that not entail? And you also accept uh, not evolution by natural selection, obviously. Would that not commit you to saying that beliefs um, are also a part of the natural? Yeah, selection? I'm not clear
5: on that either. What, what are you? I'm just not understanding. Um, the entailment, I guess. Okay,
2: what entailment are you not understanding?
5: You seem about? to think that there's some commitment I hold to where I think beliefs are selected for, and if I recall correctly, maybe you, maybe I misspoke, maybe you misheard. Both of those are possible. Yeah, I think I was just unclear in what the term you were using meant. Dogzack, oh, uh, subsa- dogzack. Yeah,
2: I yeah, voluntarism is the view that you cho- choose your own. Yeah, I'm,
5: I don't. I don't have a. That commitment you choose. To. If that's what you're referring to, then I don't have a commitment one way or the other.
2: And let me ask you uh, the question: Do you believe that evolution is responsible for selecting our beliefs? I'm unsure. So
5: you have no no idea. I don't have a position on that. that.
2: Okay, then. uh, Okay, Uh, how do you believe beliefs are originated? I don't know. Nor do I need to know. Okay, so you don't have a position on whether evolution is uh, responsible for selecting their beliefs. Can you repeat that? You were hard to hear. Okay, I apologize. working. Okay, good. So, um, yes, uh, I hope the crowd is seeing the cowering. So we're now getting. to a minute. One,
5: one minute. Mm-hmm. I'm cowering just because I don't have microphone. a position.
2: Okay, okay, mute your microphone. Okay, now. Well, I, I'm just I to hope get clear on why okay, you're okay, cowering. Right. Okay. Okay. Somebody needs to start moderating. I mean, you're just out. yeah. Well, so be hold on, guys.
1: I kind of want to direct destroyer. this to right. Sal and Destroyer if they could get involved here. I'd like for them to also um, become involved in this conversation.
4: Could I... Before, no. uh, before, uh, hang on. Once before we jump into this, which I assume is evolutionary argument yeah. naturalism. I, no, It's no. not that. Okay. No. I just wanted to make a couple of brief points. Um, mm from about the opening statements and which probably should have gotten to at the beginning but um one thing Canadian that you said was um, that you don't need to show that um, theism is more justified than yeah. its negation or to show that it's rationally, yes. rationally justified yes. Um I take that as nonsense right um, to say that some belief is uh, rationally justified is to say at least that there's some positive reason to think that it's true, right? Of course. And so, uh,
2: but I'm not. But but let me clarify that. Uh, there may be, for example, there may be some others who say that there are positive uh, reasons to hold to theism, but there are more positive reasons to hold to atheism. So I'm not going to be commenting on that. My well, uh, my point here is simply to present a case for theism, which you haven't present
4: done present a reasonable but the point is that the balance of the evidence should come out in favor of theism yeah, oh, and this should but be if, in your video
2: if, you're running away from me should be in your with video if, okay sorry if you're I? Saying
4: what, I,
5: okay. I don't know why you keep doing this well poisoning if
4: you're saying or at least admitting that the balance of total evidence might come out in favor of whatever it is the evidence you have in favor of theism ignoring the rest of the evidence. <clears throat> then you're just uh you're not showing that there's some justification for theism. You're um cherry picking the evidence that suits your position and neglecting no I'm,
2: no, I'm giving I'm giving a justification for me being a theist. I don't
4: what you I want to make clear is I don't, have, give, I, don't have, I don't
2: have a justification I, I,
1: hold, hold on let him finish. Okay. Go ahead, can you, you just asked ahead, can you? I would
2: like to make a quick
1: uh, Sure but let like, Canadian like, finish
2: Logan, really quick. Detroit I'll let you turn, go okay, come on. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Thank you. Now, uh, sure. Detroyer, uh can I go to the questioning? Uh Absolutely. Go ahead Yeah, finisher so what do you have you believe, to say... are you a dissociative volunteer?
4: Uh, oh. I guess I lean against at least direct versions of it. Indirect dissociative dissociative okay, autism okay. scenes of oh. course true, but um yes, okay. direct so- Dubious.
2: Okay, um, so it, I, I was just assuming you were, so I'm, I hope I'm not too mistaken. Um, and you're also a mind physicalist, correct?
4: Uh, sure, but I don't see the relevance of that to the debate.
2: Okay. Do you believe that our beliefs are selected for by natural selection?
5: Um. Can I make a comment? Uh, yeah. Say no, that.
2: you got humiliated. No, but shut there's up. There's no That's
5: need it. for that. I, I was asking the mod if I could make a comment after Detroyer
2: is done. Yes, is go possible? ahead, Pogan. Yes. Okay, DeJory, go ahead.
4: Yeah, so, so I'll oh, wait. First. first in comment of meta, maybe this is what Pogan might have in mind. I'm not sure what relevance my conviction about how the selection of oh, our You
2: have to the
4: success of your but argument, you have... right? If you can make the I'm argument, not. I'm
2: not presenting it's a logistic argument. I'm, making, I'm asking questions to go on to make a further point. Is that okay with you?
4: Well, well the, the request was that you... Present some argument or I will point. present
2: an argument. I have two
5: things. Well look, I just I just wanted to make my comment before you move on, Cece. You can continue your questioning in a moment, but you you asked me a series of questions and I, I answered to the best of my ability. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I'm familiar with every single philosophical view of you're under not. the sun. Nope. Oh, the nope. point please I'd like you. to Can What's I finish yeah. my point. Let finish, let Hogan finish. The point is um Okay. Sorry. Yeah, the point is the burden is not on me to demonstrate any of my views to you. All of my views could be completely irrational or internally contradictory. It wouldn't establish that you've presented a case for theism, specifically a case that it's rational to hold the belief that God exists, which as you agreed like 15 minutes ago is your burden, right? Both Detroyer and I are sitting here anticipating that you're going to give some sort of argument or case that holding the belief is rational as we've reminded you several times. So I could grant you something like, Maybe it is the case that all of my philosophical views are internally contradictory. Maybe I don't, uh, you know, have any coherent views. That could all be possible, and you still wouldn't have fulfilled your burden, okay, so- right? I expected you, you assured me that you had an argument during the questioning, but I didn't hear such an argument. You instead moved the questioning to Detroit. So can you, since you you claim to have an argument, right, can you just present to us the argument?
2: Okay, I'm not going to be dictated what how I will conduct myself okay i said that i will present an argument but i have a case to make through questioning you powered out that's fine now let me talk to detroit so detroit can
1: you make your case okay, canadian, somebody and, mute him. yeah so I'm canadian mute. can you make your case and sal i'd like to incorporate you as well into this because you have not really uh weighed in yet so sal um could you what, what would, what's your point of view as well
3: I will make an argument. and uh, Sure, thank you, Sal. You guys are really all friends? This is amazing. I wouldn't talk to friends like that. So uh, DeTroy and I do have um, a cordial history and interaction on the Internet. The argument, uh, just to clarify, I'm not saying that people of high tier uh, believing in God means that the belief is rational. The point was, and just to clarify, and I'm glad Pogan brought it up because it gives me a chance to clarify, if, you, hypothetically, any of us were in that position, and I know that there are people in the audience who feel that they have experienced miracles, the decision of whether it's rational believe in God is up to you. We don't have to pass it by anyone else because you're the one who experienced the miracles. You're the one that has the evidence. Yes, it may be a mystery why God would heal one person versus the other, but we don't have to justify it to anyone else except you just justify it to yourself. That is my argument. I'm just, I'm appealing to those people, especially that either have had loved ones, friends, or even themselves experienced miracles.
5: Do you mind but if I, I respond can, I'd that. say it's
3: rational. There are people here that may not, and I, I sympathize with their willingness to be skeptical and, and question it, but I'm just like, okay, you have someone like Charles Duke. If you're a man who landed on the moon, you come you come back home to Earth. Your life's a mess. You start praying, going to church. Your life cleans up. You have a prayer meeting. A girl gets healed. How are you going to live your life at that point? Is it? Would it be irrational? Wouldn't it be rational then to keep pursuing that path? It's just as simple as that. So that I, I briefly uh, showed just a slide where I uh, it was a title for Francis Schaeffer's book: "How Should We Then Live?" That's the real question. Ration, how should we live rationally? Is it is it rational that when 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 it seems that God is reaching out to your life and you just close your eyes? So I'm not saying that this is for everyone. Uh, you know, I totally respect that there are people out there who've prayed and they've not heard God um, mm-hmm. audibly or experienced their miracles. I'm, I I totally respect that. But and I'm not and I wasn't arguing that that uh we have to justify rationality for everyone but i am always specifically saying for certain people and so i was saying then uh basically the argument if there are miracles there must be a miracle maker i gave some allusion to that in terms of the miracle of the origin of life also the origin of the universe i could go in more detail but uh uh, so i provide my argument sure do you mind if i respond to that sal oh um if that's all right with everyone else uh, by sure. yeah but i just want to make i
2: don't
5: i don't I think there's make- i don't think I there's an issue make- in saying copy. something like um, let pogan pogan talk yeah i don't think yeah. there's an issue yeah. in saying something like people could hold yeah people could hold to the belief that god exists in virtue of some like personal experience or perhaps like um you know they've heard from other people that there were a series of events that they personally feel um, are indicative of God's existence. But I think what the proposition is sussing out, and I want DeTroyer to try uh, to clarify further on this, the, pro- the proposition of the debate is sussing out some sort of like rational justification for the belief in God. And the key word there is going to be rational, right? Whenever we use rational in a philosophical context, it implies some sort of argument or induction that would show, even absent the sorts of experiences that you're talking about, there is good reason to hold that the belief is true, right? So that's that's kind of where we're coming from in our request for an argument. Now nobody's gonna like contest there are people who have experiences in which um it sort of leads them to believe God exists. But we're we're sussing out like a rational account of that, an argument or an inductive case. But Detroyer can follow up on that.
4: Yeah, so f- of course. Um what's gonna matter is so look, um, it's one question whether someone might have um warrant for belief in god based on the experiences that they have and we can discuss those it's another um whether you can present a case for the rationality of theism here and um so on the former um suppose we're taking one of those particular examples um someone praise and has some unusual event occur i don't know a loved one recovers from some disease and they attribute that to um god now is that a good reasoning right based on the evidence available to them my position is that it's not right um look there are uncommon natural events that occur all the time people recover from illnesses uh things happen that you may not have otherwise expected. And people often find patterns and things that aren't significant and attribute agency to that when it's not so justifiably attributed. And what we don't observe, I think frequently, if at all, except for this perhaps the disputed cases, is the supernatural intervention in the world and so comparing the two accounts of these occurrences it seems that the rare and perhaps surprising natural occurrences on its face a little bit more plausible and perhaps far more plausible than the attribution to divine intervention but if we have particular cases or a further argument for thinking that there is divine intervention we could explore that So
2: would the theist like to respond to yes, that now? Yes. Um, so... Oh, Sal,
3: so please go ahead. I, well, I totally sympathize with... I mean, if God were as evident to our senses as the air we, we breathe, we wouldn't be having any need of this discussion. In, But there are a lot of things in science where we have to dig to find out something true. And then it becomes more apparent. We have a very small sample size of reality that we move forward with, in, in complete, with incomplete knowledge. And we could be wrong, but I was just, it, it, there are situations where there are people, they're just dying and, and they may have heard of a miracle of someone. I think it's perfectly rational to, to cry out to God because when you have no options left, you have nothing to lose by praying. And some people had been healed. Whether it's a coincidence or not, the question is is it rational to keep pursuing that? So, I mean, a, a question I just, just a rhetorical question that I pose put yourself in the position of that blind girl, or put yourself in the position of that of Blaise Pascal's niece who is blind, looking at the prospects of never seeing again, or that blind beggar in John chapter 9. You have no prospects. Is it? reasonable to even try or suspect, because you have, you, have nothing, you have nothing to lose at that point and everything to gain. And that's why I would say it'd be rational. As far as absolute proof, even in mathematics, we adopt axioms, because we can't act- actually prove the foundations of math. That's a very interesting topic. And that moved me to the idea of that at the root of a lot of knowledge is we sometimes have to believe first and then we see that it's true the fact that mathematics has been so successful despite the fact we can't prove it gives it lens credence to the fact that it is true, even though we cannot formally prove it. So, I mean, I, I get it that it does. And I would argue it does seem, and it is true that God, God is mostly hidden, but I would argue he's not completely hidden if we're willing to investigate. So the question of personal um, arguments for, Rationality versus a more general argument in the philosophical sense, where we we might have a whole bunch of people independently confirming um, some ideas. I would appeal to the origin of life. It looks to me, and Hume made a very good argument, even though he's not, as far as I know, an intelligent design proponent. He said that uh, in the person of one of the characters in his uh, one of his essays. Uh, that it looks like life is machines and they're better they're better and more intelligently designed than anything humans biology does that exceed anything we can do synthetic chemists engineers and that's why this whole intelligent design argument is starting to move forward among academics they're seeing it and i would say that that's the evidence that a physical evidence that there could be a god i'm not saying it's absolute proof the burden that we were saying is it rational and i pointed to these scientists i'm just like well but it's certainly rational to me because i'm an engineer when i see something that is better designed than anything i can make i'd say an intelligence made that and i i I would just by way of implication that would be uh someone with the skill set of god
5: yeah i mean it doesn't so a couple things first of all the fact that they're assigned scientists and people who work in academic fields that hold to the belief that God exists doesn't mean that 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 their belief is rational right because you seem to imply well they seem to think it's rational in virtue of the fact that they hold the belief but that's not necessarily true they could hold the belief that God exists for a variety of reasons many of which wouldn't have anything to do insofar as it's how it would be interesting to hear sorts of explanations that you don't hold to, that you presumably think are wrong or irrational, being wrong or irrational. that's That would take the form of another argument um, and would at least lead some in holding the belief that you do. But absent either an uh, some sort of positive argument showing it's reasonable absent those considerations or an argument dispelling with atheistic or naturalistic accounts of those things... Um, I, I, do think it's still the case that no rational explanation or, sorry, rational justification for holding the belief that God exists has been provided, but I want to Troyer to follow up on this if he's interested.
4: Yeah. I'll comment first briefly on what Sal said about the sort of personal miracle experiences. And he asked a couple of questions like, well, suppose this happened to you. What, what would you do? Like, what if you had nothing else to do? And, um, So it sounds to me like this is a question either about pragmatics, right? I mean, maybe what I might be concerned with um, believing for some purpose or engaging with some uh, activity like prayer for, because I think it might be helpful. And maybe it's just a fact about my psychology that that's the sort of action I would take, but that is tangential at best to the issue of whether the belief that I come to would be rational in the epistemic sense. Right. And that's the sort of thing we're looking for when we ask whether it's justified. So I may or may not have the sort of arguments or evidence that would warrant that belief epistemically, even if, I don't know, I have some strong pragmatic reasons to have it, or my psychology is just such that I would be apt to develop that belief. Um, and so some more would have to be shown that, that the belief is in fact warranted in terms of the arguments. And as Pogan pointed out um, correctly about uh, pointing to um, well educated people who hold these beliefs, um, the question is not, of course, whether there are people that, intelligent people that hold these beliefs, is whether they have good evidence and arguments in favor of those beliefs. And if they do, or if it's your contention that they do, well, I'd prefer that you point out that evidence and arguments that they have instead of just merely gesturing at those people, guessing that they might have it. And finally, you mentioned uh, life or the origin of life is um, a miracle. Um, there's quite a few issues here to bring up. I'm not sure how much I want to get into at the outset. I'm not sure how deep we're going to go into that, but one uh, concern that I think was Pogans is that uh, well, how do you rule out um, the possibility of some uh, natural explanation for the origin of life? Um, or at least show that probably there is no natural explanation. And second, even if you could show that, how do you show that probably the explanation for the origin of life is a godlike being? And um, because after all, those aren't exclusive um, and exhaustive categories. And um, yeah, I guess those would be the two main concerns there. And there's some others I have um, against the theory in general. I think it's a very, the miracle maker theory of the origin of life is a very uh, poor theory. And I can get into some of my criticisms of that as we get to it. I think also there's other evidence against miracles in general. Um, but those concerns uh, we can get to if, if the time comes.
3: Um, I just had uh, just a quick question, and uh, so does the epistemic sense take priority over the pragmatic sense? I mean, that's just both rhetorical, or you don't have to answer that. I'm just throwing that out there because um, for a lot of the viewers out there, this is a very personal thing. It's not just a philosophical issue I, I mean there's yeah yeah well, so we, with respect yeah, to the topic for me the, I, i've never even those. just for me i've never even thought about the epistemic sense uh you know as you know i'm in the engineering field it's like no i don't even think about things in terms of epistemic proofs it's like um
5: so i think you know, i think there's i think there's some reasonable confusion and detroit can follow me up on here uh, follow follow me up on this about when the proposition was initially given to us the, the operative word rationally was used Which in all likelihood is going to imply Some sort of epistemic grounds Of the discussion um, Like like I said a second ago If it's already the case that you think um, You know People can hold to their own reasons To believe in God Be those anecdotal experiences Be those um, somebody telling them about an experience They had anything like that right? That's one thing um, But I think given the context of the debate and what we discussed initially when we started the stream, it is reasonable for us to request um, some epistemic account uh, of believing in God being justified. Which it seemed, I mean, I mean, Canadian Catholic alluded to having an argument, which unfortunately he seemed uninterested in providing. So I think what would be more interesting is, um, you don't have to give like a formal argument or anything along, along those lines, just give some sort of, considerations that would lead somebody like us to think it's it's reasonable to hold to the existence of God. But Detroit can follow me up on that if he so chooses.
4: Uh, Yeah, that all seems good. I mean, we could explore this further. I think what I, what I said in brief response to Sal's question is, well, it's going to depend on what we mean by priority, but with respect to the debate topic, of course, the epistemic notion is going to take priority because I think we're talking about justification here um, for some belief we're talking about epistemic justification. And if that's not clear, I don't... um,
3: Well, uh, I I thank you for clarifying, and you are certainly putting interesting things on, on the table. In science, we have things called working hypothesis. That means that we may not have absolute proof, but there's enough intuition to drive us to think about something. And so from the epistemic sense, I thought I provided at least something to spark interest. Uh, the one reason I did appeal to some of these people rather than going into the details is the details would be ours. Uh, I'll point to the viewers to a series by a world-class chemist. By the way, he had converted to Christianity, an atheist who I showed a picture of is Richard Smalley. James Tour was his employee and he's now giving a series on abiogenesis. And many people that see that kind of see what I'm seeing What a lot of other people are seeing in the epistemic sense, and this is beyond, um, you know, personal anecdotes. So, um, as far as positive evidence, I would actually say, say, yeah, I totally respect that you'll say that there's no positive evidence. What do I mean by positive evidence? Where you could like say, I flip the switch on for a light bulb, and it obeys my commands, and I can believe then that the light bulb exists and the switch is working. I totally get that. We tend to believe what we can understand and control. And that's that's perfectly fine. But if there's a divine being there who's not going to be subject to our whims and our experiments, then okay, so I, I get the point that that the, there could be a sentient being who's not going to be beholden to our uh our whims and decide to show up uh when we want how we want and According to our demands, and so if that's what would count as positive evidence for you, I respect your viewpoint. That's just not for me.
1: Uh, maybe we can circle this. My understanding to is that Canadian working hypotheses
5: Catholic. are. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, I just want to get
5: sure. Canadian going yeah, here a you never little really bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in him delivering Uh-oh. the
1: argument.
2: So, um as everyone saw, uh, my first case I wanted to make, uh, Pogan unfortunately didn't have the testicular fortitude to engage with, so it doesn't require your interaction, because you do not have the testicular fortitude to interact with me. So maybe I will present an argument. Well, icon. I asked you to,
5: I asked you to deliver an, an argument.
2: Out, do not open your mouth when I'm in the middle of a sentence.
5: Well, That's I asked what? you to deliver an oh. argument.
2: Okay, look, right in my part of the country, you don't open your You're mouth just the person.
1: Canadian, right. on the let, let, let Canadian... Hold on. Pogan, let Canadian finish what he has to say, then we'll, we'll yeah. go back to you.
2: Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, just... Uh, I wanted to like make an interactive case, but Pogan just chickened out. So we're going to do it without it. So, uh, basically, the argument I'm going to present um, will be a more modest form... Uh, I do not know if it's like the first one I was making. Obviously, they didn't let me get in because Pogan knew he would get destroyed. But um, on the second part, I will make uh, an argument that uh, people can respond to. Um, if that's the position they, you know, uh, I plan this all on. So uh, basically, I'm going to be arguing that the- theists are justified in believing in a necessary existence that explains all contingent beings. So we begin. With the assertion that contingent beings exist. I I well, the premise, I guess. I do not expect this premise to be challenged that contingent beings exist. Uh, and I just want to draw your attention uh that this is not the standard principle of sufficient reason, which says that all contingent facts have an explanation, right? This is that all contingent beings uh I- I contingent beings exist, and the second premise, which I unfortunately anticipated, is that all contingent beings that exist must have an explanation for their existence. Uh, Denial of this premise, I argue, will commit my opponent, Pogan, to empirical skepticism. Not that he knows what that is, I'm just saying uh, you ought to jot down uh, this note. Uh, Premise three is there is an explanation for contingent things that exist. Again, per my comment that denying this would commit one to empirical skepticism, because then that means that Contingent beings can come out of nowhere.
3: Uh,
2: premise number four uh, is going to be contingent beings are explained by themselves or by, by something else, per premise three. Premise five, contingent beings are not explained by themselves because uh, that would be illogical. And if anybody wants to challenge that, i will go into why. Premise six, contingent beings are explained by some other being, uh, per premise four, premise five. Uh, seven, the other beings that... E- Uh, The other being that explains the existence of contingent beings must be either contingent or necessary per premise six. The other being that explains the existence of contingent beings cannot also be contingent because more contingency by itself will result in something existing inexplicably, which conflicts with premise two. Therefore, there must exist at least one necessary being that explains the existence of contingent beings. Uh, And this, I will argue, uh, gives me justification to hold to this view. I yield my time.
5: What's the argument for the premise that all contingent beings that exist must have an explanation for their existence? Uh,
2: denial of it commits my opponent to empirical skepticism. Why? Because then you're committed to the view that all beings can pop out of nowhere.
5: No, I'm not. Okay, what? Well, I'm asking, look, if I if I deny the premise, or I, I take it this is just a variation on the pr- uh, principle of no, sufficient it's not. reason. You're just it's replacing not. contingent it's facts... Not you're just replacing you no contingent like facts you're, you're just you're just replacing you're just replacing you're just, you're just replacing no you're just replacing contingent facts with contingent no. means but it's still it's still a formulation of the PSR no, it's in not. a sense
2: it's
4: not.
5: so can you explain to me why that particular premise is justified
2: because denying it commits you to a self-defeating philosophy
5: that's not a justification for the premise, nor do I accept that empirical skepticism what's your is argument? What's your,
2: what's your argument. What's your argument against empirical skepticism? How can you make how can you make knowledge claims with by being an empirical skeptic? Let me let's just let's just get some why clarity. Why, why do you story. run away? Let's just, let's just, it, let's, you're chickening
5: out. Let's just, you're let's chickening just,
2: out because you have no you know you're gonna get manhandled in a conversation, so you're chickening out. Why?
5: Let's just get some clarity on what you're the You're getting premise.
2: embarrassed on life TV.
5: Let's, just get, this, let's just get some clarity on what the premise is
2: saying. Include this part in your video.
5: Let's just get some clarity on what the premise is saying.
1: Let's stop with the insults and hominins right now, and yeah. we'll just try to have a free-flowing dialogue. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
5: Let's just get some clarity on what the premise is saying. What exactly is referred to by the phrase contingent being?
2: Existence that's contingent. Well,
5: uh, I guess... The, so that's going to include contingent facts, then.
2: No, not really. Uh, I guess that's a fair and germane question. So um, basically I could explain this in Aristotelian terms, but I prefer not to since I am a philosopher in the Quinean analytic tradition. So uh, let me try, yeah, we try know you're interested. Oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of
4: Is that from me? I guess so. Shouldn't be much.
2: Oh now it's better. Okay, now it's better. Now it's much, much better. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, okay, thanks. So um, Yeah,
5: so I, I just I just had one quick question and then you can respond. yeah, yeah. When when you initially began to justify the premise, you said um, a contingent being is something that exists and has an explanation.
3: But no, I take not I take being, I take that being.
5: I'm I'm almost done. Yeah. I take that to encompass contingent facts, which is the sort of thing that would be addressed by the PSR.
2: No, that's so, a fair question. Yeah, that's a fair.
5: Yeah, question. so so I think so I think it's reasonable for take for me to take what you're saying to just be a, a variation of the principle of sufficient reason.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a fair question, and uh, thank you for that question, folks. So um, the explanation. So the explanation is what is a contingent being as distinct from a contingent fact. I'm hearing somebody googling stuff. I I, I know that you guys need to Google what, what I'm talking. about.
4: Oh, sorry, about. I was typing notes.
2: Oh yeah, that's what that's why it's understandable. I mean. So, okay, so, Pogan, um, a contingent fact, um, okay, so let me try this. A contingent fact needs to be contrastive in explanation, okay? So, for example, a contingent fact is something uh, like, why does an agent do A rather than B? Uh, okay, sorry, no, that's a non-contingent fact. So, facts uh, include more in them. Uh, beings are... What do you
5: mean by contrastive?
2: Okay, contrastive is one... Uh, Basically, think of it like a zero-sum game. If you give an explanation for it, it directly gives you the explanation against it, against the other position.
5: But you're supposed to be telling me why it's the case that we couldn't have contingent facts that don't have an explanation.
2: I do believe that we can have contingent facts that don't have an
5: explanation. Then, the first pr- then that premise is false. But
2: I didn't give that premise. My premise was that contingent beings... that exist, But when
5: I asked you, but the point is, Canadian, when I asked you what a contingent being was... You gave a definition that is identical to that of a contingent fact.
2: I was about to correct it.
4: Can I ask something quickly? Yes, I'd like to get destroyed. So when we say something like, yeah, so when we say something like all contingent beings that exist must have an explanation of their existence, I take you to be saying something like all contingent uh, um, existential propositions must have an explanation for their truth. But right. yes. anything that says there exists something. Yes, text, correct. Or at this or other, I must have an explanation. Yes. For whereas,
2: whereas I'm not taking a position on whether it's something, well, some facts related to that are also contingent or not. Well, yes. Go ahead. Okay,
4: but 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 a fact. Um. Wh- what does a fact pick out? Does it p- pick out a particular state of affairs? And if it p- picks yes, out a particular state of affairs.
2: Yes, facts. That's a pick thing. Out, yes, facts pick out. A particular states of affairs, as you said, uh, right. and facts need not have uh, essential properties that uh, beings possess. So, contingent beings, I am a contingent being. I don't okay? see the
5: distinction between beings well, and facts under your interpretation. Yeah, because if, if, don't,
4: if you don't want if if the facts, picks out a particular state of affairs, that state of affairs could be captured under an existential proposition and it might be contingent, right? No. So, if I have some fact that states, I don't know, whatever whatever sort of fact that you might think wouldn't count as an existential proposition, as a being of itself, I could say, well, there exists that state of affairs that is picked out by that fact. Why is that not collapsing your principle of sufficient reason into the more general one? Right.
2: Sorry, you cut out at the last part. Could you um, repeat that?
4: Look, the idea is just something like this, right? If the fact is just picking out some state of affairs and that's true of every fact, then... It just seems that I can, and, and your principle state is something like all contingent existential propositions have must have some explanation for their truth. Then it seems that I can just straightforwardly say for whichever fact that we're talking about and whichever state of affairs it picks out, there exists that state of affairs and that's a contingent existential proposition and that therefore... Falls under your principle it seems to capture all facts, not just those no, that's which seem correct. to be about that's beings correct.
2: themselves. That's, that's not correct. I'm gonna give a more. Uh, I guess I should have given a better definition. So a contingent being is a being that if it if it exists, it it could be a state of affairs that it could not have existed. Yeah, that's like that's the same as a contingent fact. No, it's not. A contingent fact. um A contingent fact is a fact that's. Who's, um, I guess, yeah, in that case, you're right. But the problem, the difference... Okay, yeah, here so, you're, so you're with, just affirming the PSR. Okay, am I, I'm going to be allowed to finish. All contingent facts have an explanation. I'm differentiating all contingent facts from all contingent beings. Because um, contingent facts are more inclusive than contingent beings, right? As I'm giving an example, I am a contingent... Uh, being, whereas, for example, something like morality could be a contingent
5: fact. Yeah, sure, but DeTroyer already explained why that sort of account of a contingent being is just going to be encapsulated by what the principle of sufficient reason talks about when it refers to contingency. Yeah, and, if it's the case, the, and, and if it's the case, uh, and if it's, it's
2: the case... R- r- DeTroyer said.
5: Well, look, I'm just pointing so, um, out... You don't even know what he said. Look... I'm just, it, I'm, just out, I'm just pointing out that just pointing out that
2: you don't there's even know doesn't seem like it doesn't, he like, it doesn't he know say. what he says. What
4: is the point of this? I don't
5: understand what this has to do with, with with the argument. Look, the point is, if it's the case that what you're talking about when you refer to a contingent being is encapsulated by what the PSR is talking about when it discusses contingency, then an argument presented showing that the PSR is false will show that that premise in your argument is false, and then the argument doesn't follow, right? So you need to give us some reason to think that what you t- what you mean when you talk about contingent being is sufficiently distinct from a contingent fact such that it wouldn't be threatened by attacks to the principle of sufficient reason. And you haven't done that.
4: And can I just point out something uh, at this point, even though it's not... Yes. Entirely germane to the specific point, but my other main criticism of the argument as you presented it Was that the conclusion is not theism right the conclusion was something like well these other Beings that explain the contingent beings must be necessary. Yes Um, But the conclusion there is that there's at least one necessary being right something that exists Necessarily but not that what exists necessarily has any of the other divine attributes, perhaps, uh, it doesn't entail that it's mind. And so, some further inference from that conclusion, if you could demonstrate it, which is not yes. granted, to the theistic conclusion, which is presumably what you're using this in support of, would be required.
2: Yes. So, um, I have two criticisms to say. Uh, praise you yeah. remind me if I'm just going too much because I don't want self to feel like right. right. I, I want to
3: get Sal, Sal um, here too. No, yeah, but actually, I was listening I'll, I'll
0: just, intensely to yeah because I'll just they're,
2: just want, they're I'll just take four, just take yeah. four minutes and then style can like take over the whole debate. I, I don't want to like uh, come off as a guy who's like hogging the whole time. I try to like I I don't want this to seem like I'm taking all the time. But I'm just gonna take four minutes. So my first criticism of uh, Detroit's earlier point, uh, which Pogan couldn't remember hilariously, is that Detroit is equivocating on existential propositions as contingent beings. I'm I'm going to go into that in a little bit. Just. G- Give me a minute. And uh, my second uh, distinction is going to be a contingent fact is one that obtains in some possible worlds, okay? So a, fact, um, so a fact's existence happens in some uh, – no, not fact's existence, but it being obtained only happens in some possible worlds, if that's properly English. A contingent being, on the other hand, is the one that exists in some possible worlds. That's one – Uh, the um, one distinction now a little bit more on Detroit's equivocation existential propositions. Um, as I think somebody in the chat pointed out, is that um, a state of affairs can very well be stated as an existential proposition, right? But contingent beings are entities where a fact can be an infinite set of relations between these entities. Um, which I thought was um ignored, but uh, oh my gosh, somebody's typing, but yeah, um. I, I take it either Pogan or before we want to. Go want to detourable,
4: that, detourable. I didn't quite catch what you said there. like you said something about relations between these entities that might be obtained and those could be facts but not beings. Is that what you were saying?
2: Well, I was saying that you're basically equivocating on uh, existential propositions uh, as contingent beings because a state of affairs can, for example be stated as an existential proposition whereas contingent beings are entities. Um... Wait, let me phrase that correctly. Uh, contingent beings are entities, whereas a uh, whereas a fact can be an infinite set of relations between these entities.
4: But I'm trying to understand why, whatever you're committed to existing when you state that fact, cannot be construed as an entity itself, right? It's it's after all, it can be something. But that's just bound. a debate. About it can philosophy. be something bound to a um, modifier, for
2: example. Yeah, but that's just a debate of the philosophy language right we're already getting that's just about whether things can be stated that way i'm saying that there's a distinction between a fact that abstains in some possible worlds and a being that exists contingently Okay. So this is a – I guess I, I wouldn't con- consider – But
5: why, why would contingent beings under that understanding not be encapsulated by what the PSR is I just sussing ex- out when it talks I about contingent.
2: Hogan, A state of affairs can be stated as an existential proposition, which is true, but contingent beings are entities, whereas a fact can be an infinite set of relations between these entities. What's your response, Pogan?
5: Yeah, I think that's the sort of thing that would I be say? encapsulated by What did the I say?
2: What did I just say?
5: I don't – I'm don't aware don't of what even you said. You what I
2: – he said,
5: "Yeah, I think that's the sort of thing. Is there some? Is there a reason to think? Let's put it this way. I
2: just gave a reason. Is there a reason to
5: think the distinction? Just, is there a reason? Just, is, there a reason just, is there a reason to look at this point? You're just over talking. You need to relax. Is there a reason to think that the distinction is strong enough, such that it wouldn't be encapsulated by the PSR?" I just because I, just, I haven't, you're still over talking. What yeah, Because let, I haven't heard a reason. Let, let Hogan what, finish. What I really said clear. two minutes. Ago. You're still over. You're still. Over.
1: Yeah, Canadian, uh, Canadian Catholic. Let, let Hogan finish here. We'll we'll, go, we'll come back to you and Sal here in a second.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Back. So,
5: so my understanding here is that I have I haven't heard, and maybe Detroit can comment real quick, but I don't think he has heard any reason to believe that the understanding of. Uh, contingency that he's evoking when he talks about contingent beings is sufficiently distinct from contingency with respect to facts such that it wouldn't be encompassed by the PSR. So we can, we can deliver an argument and I can provide that argument if you're interested, though I should add, this is, you know, an argument that you need to defend in order to justify the proposition. But regardless, there's an argument that I can deliver against what you're talking about with respect to the PSR such that it would show the PSR to be false um, so yeah, go ahead. To try yeah.
4: To. Thanks. I, um, so I just want to reiterate how I drew that inference that the principle that you're affirming does seem to collapse that one because, and let me restate how I interpreted it. Right. Yes. Your principle was something like all contingent existential propositions must have an explanation for their truth. And it seems to me that all sorts of facts, right. That are, um, picking out states of affairs in the world, including relations that obtain between entities, whatever else, they're all facts, they're all states of affairs in the world, could be encapsulated under an existential proposition just so satisfy well, that principle
2: but, but you're wrong right the set of contingent beings is necessarily less than the set of state of affairs you're ignoring this point and th- that's our equivocating and at this point pogan is completely lost he doesn't even know what the debate is about right I, but I
4: think the
5: look the two of us the two of us have said a couple, couple times that you, yeah. yeah yeah go ahead yeah, well yeah, yeah.
4: well so I I think um what I was going to say was, yes, I think we can show that there is in fact an equivalence between those sets. But uh, I still think that the first premise is objectionable even without that assumption, right? Even if this doesn't suffer from some of the criticisms that, a, like, a full-blown PSR does. I think there are reasonable criticisms to this principle that don't commit us to some whatever you said, skepticism, Empirical. Um, right. So, so, like, um, I'll just point out a two views that we might be contrasting we can talk about that or maybe move back on to this this point um although it doesn't seem to be progressing very far so i'll say suppose that this is one person's view um there is a bunch of um contingent beings um and and there's some necessary being or beings which ultimately explain those
2: contingent yeah.
4: we'll avoid we'll assume that this is consistent i think there's some Be made that's actually already inconsistent, but suppose that's consistent, yeah. Um, now let's compare it to someone else's view, right? They think that there are a bunch of contingent things in the universe, and um, maybe they're explained by more contingent things, Um, and ultimately, there's some and brute beings that exist but perhaps didn't have to exist.
2: And one, one final thing before I finish praise if that's fair. Um, I think, even though I don't agree, I think, like, as as a, like, final moment to me, it would be fair for a Pogan to give an argument against uh, the principle of sufficient reason and for me to give a response to that. And after that, I think we can go to Sal. Is that okay with you, uh, Pogan and Praise?
5: Yeah, Yeah, sure. So we've established that your understanding of contingent (laughs) beings does in
2: fact
5: collapse into into the sort of contingency that the PSR discusses. So I'll deliver the argument that I was alluding to earlier, and you can run an objection against it if you so choose. So um, if all contingent facts are explained, then the explanation is either itself a contingent fact or a necessary fact. If the explanation is contingent, then the set of all contingent facts is explained by one of its conjuncts the set of all contingent facts is not explained by one of its conjuncts. The explanation is not contingent. If the explanation is necessary, then all contingent facts are necessary. Not all contingent facts are necessary. The explanation is not necessary. The explanation is not a contingent fact or a necessary fact, so therefore not all contingent facts are explained. Now, what's, what's interesting there is that obviously the argument was written dealing with the iteration of the PSR that specifically deals with facts, but that argument still can hold given that Like I said, I think um, it's been made clear in virtue of what I've said and what Detroit has said that there's no reason to think your understanding of contingent beings does not collapse back into the sort of contingency that the PSR is talking about when it refers to contingent
4: facts. Um, And if I may, uh, that that assumption isn't even required, right? I think you can run the argument as you presented um, against without even this assumption That it collapses into the more general PSR. But can I respond to
2: Pogan's criticism? Of yeah. Yes, Sorry. go ahead,
1: Canadian. Yeah. And then we got to get to Sal right. here. And then also, we have to probably uh, conclude this because we're coming to the 90 minute mark. We got Super Chat. So go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, um, So that argument against the, I was just looking over at my notes. So uh, Pogan, you're incorrect uh, with the PSR because there is no set of all contingent propositions. To see why, assume to the contrary that there is a set of contingent propositions. Call that set C. Since C is a set, C has a power set, which we will denote by P, uh, you know, C in um, parentheses. That's how I put it. Here's the crucial part. If C is a set that there cannot be an injective a function from PC to C, a consequence of Cantor's theorem, as you're aware, we will now generate such a function. Let F denote the function that maps each element, SI of uh, PC, to the unique proposition. All the elements of SI are true. Call that unique proposition PI. In short, FSI equals PI. PI is a contingent proposition because each element of SI is a contingent proposition. And so there must be at least one possible world where all the elements are false. Thus, PI is in C. If SI is not uh, does not equal SJ, then the proposition of all elements of SI are... I'm, t- not, I'm
5: not really following this. Can you try a different explanation?
4: Okay,
2: maybe I'll give it in a propositional form. If C is possible, then PC is possible. This is the set theory axiom. If PC is possible, then PC is greater than C. This is Cantor's theorem. Uh here PC means the size of PC. Yeah. Uh, so PC is greater uh or equal what is Cantor's, to- Cantor's theorem? I couldn't hear you, sorry, can you? Oh Cantor. yeah, what is
5: Cantor's theorem? I couldn't hear you. Can you repeat that? <laughs> can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, I can. What is Cantor's theorem? well it's a result basically because it said that for any set b uh, the set of all subsets of or a of um, a let's say the power set of a denoted by pa uh is uh put in the subset
4: go ahead it's just that any power set um is strictly larger cardinality than than sure it's larger more yeah, members.
1: sure go ahead
2: can i continue my objection to your argument
1: yeah, make it pithy. We got to get back to Sal. We got to. We're going to conclude this and wrap it up.
2: So oh, yep. Yeah. So premise three is that PC is uh, greater, um, less than, or equal to C. PC is impossible. Therefore, conclusion two: C is impossible. Here, C is the set of all contingent propositions. Therefore, this is an argument against PCCF. Hogan, how do you respond?
4: So um, we were asking
2: this- No, wait. I was asking Pogan. He was the one that gave the argument against the PSR.
4: Well, I don't understand o- the objection. Bogan isn't particularly familiar with this. So.
5: Oh yeah, I don't I don't understand the objection, but Detroyer is gonna be more familiar with oh, set theory, cool. so I'd like him yeah. to
4: respond. so there's a there's a few things to point out here. Um one is uh yeah, so what he did was he provided an argument from set theory for thinking that there's no set of all um, contingent yeah. propositions or set of all truths. Uh
2: yeah. Right, exactly.
4: Um Now, what some have wondered is, and I don't think we're going to have enough time to get into this now, is whether there are any ways to construe that big conjunction without using standard set theory. Um, Well, using classes doesn't work either, but the question, and some have argued, um, including planning and his his, his, uh, dialogue with uh, Grimm, that there's perhaps some other um, um, tools we could use to construe such truths um but supposing that there is no set of all contingent propositions yes uh i don't see what that has to do with Pogan's objection
2: Just okay. Pogan's objection is the modal fatalism objection that was given by peter van Inwagen,
4: right but Suppose...
2: We deny premise four and five of the modal... Well, not his version, but the modal fatalism as it was... Wait, which...
5: which? Just to clarify, which premise in the argument that I
2: gave are you denying specifically? Well, I'm denying the modal fatalism. You're presenting a different version. I have the modal fatalism one somewhere. No,
5: no. What I mean is, like, in the argument that I render to you,
2: which of those premises do you deny? Well, I deny that BCCF exists, obviously. You deny that what? That BCCF exists. That's the argument against the BCCF.
5: I, I don't understand what that means. Are you denying there's a are set you? of contingent facts? Yes. I don't see why I should accept there can't be a set of contingent the, facts.
4: The, the basic idea is that there's just too many to count as a Wait, But because
2: the, because Kentor's theorem says that the size of the power set is greater than the set itself. So that's the, B, but that's the BCCF must be false.
4: But the, yeah. And the, and the idea is that the power set by given what its members are would also be a contingent.
2: But if you're familiar with the modal fatalism, how are you not familiar with this objection problem?
5: I don't understand what my familiarity with the objection has to do with whether or not the objection holds. I just asked for clarity because I didn't understand the objection as he rendered it. And Detroyer is going to be more familiar with the minutiae of set theory anyway. Presumably, you just want an answer to the objection if you're being intellectually honest, rather than just like sussing out how familiar I am with set theory. That's why I asked you which premise of the argument that I rendered you, you specifically I gave disagree you,
2: I disagree with the idea that BCCF exists.
5: Yeah. Meaning, so what meaning, are that, you, meaning, the meaning that you deny... Me meaning ask, that you,
2: what, are the, what are the semantics for thinking we can talk meaning about?
5: Meaning that you deny there's a set of all contingent facts, correct? Just a second.
2: Yes, but what... what, what Okay, what are your semantics but, for thinking that we can't talk about BCCF without sets?
4: Look, we're not even talking about the BCCF. Uh, and I think there are some, you know, plausible accounts, but... Uh, the question is just this, right? you think there's some um, necessary being or fact or whatever that explains... Necessary
2: existence. I formulate necessary existence.
4: Right. Some necessary existence. But that's something that necessarily exists that explains all the contingent things yes. that exist.
2: But that's the PS. I, I don't hold to the PSR. I just simply wanted to show that... Hogan's case for the PS against the PSR is flawed because he maintains that
4: BCCF exists. I don't understand
2: how it's flawed because right, the but, because the BCCF cannot exist.
4: Right, right. But I don't, hang, I didn't mention the BCCF, and, and if you think that my this account relies on committing to the BCCF, especially as a set or whatever, then maybe make that clear. But look, mm-hmm. the the only idea is that this, and I think this applies whether we're talking about all contingent beings. So I'm going to interject here really
1: quick. I think we're just talking over each other at at an impasse. I'd like Sal to actually uh, finish up here with what he wanted to conclude with, and then we got to go to super chats and questions.
3: And and Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a compelling discussion. Uh, It's nice to hear people talk about Cantor. Um, One of my degrees is in mathematics, so it was refreshing to hear this. I'm going to point out the question of what rationality is. Uh, this is a quote by Haldane and it's been echoed by Platinga. It seems to me immensely unlikely that mind is a mere byproduct of matter. For if my mental processes are determined wholly by the motions of atoms in my brain, I have no reason to suppose that my beliefs are true. They may be sound chemically, but does, that does not make them sound logically, and hence I have no reason for supposing my brain to be composed of atoms. Platinga took this and extended it and said, you know, there's an inherent problem with even defining rationality in a purely naturalistic worldview. And I'm not, I know that there are probably some subtleties where we have atheists who are not naturalists. I, I know there are all sorts of flavors, but the question is then, does rationality, the term rationality, even hold in a naturalistic worldview that rejects God? I mean, you're going to have to have some sort of alternatives, but if you're going to admit alternatives like to God, like say panpsychism or some other non-naturalism, then if that's rational, then it's rational to also believe in God.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm personally, I, I personally don't hold to the view that naturalism is true, but um, so, I mean, you, you kind—you of, kind of alluded to that already. You acknowledge there are going to be atheists that don't assert naturalism, um, but Detroyer is a physicalist, so I'll let him respond directly to what you said.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about there, especially with, with Planting as talking about that in respect, in regards to. But I'll just say in brief that whatever, um, I presumably have some common notion of what it means for something to be. I believe, to be rational, for someone to behave rationally, right? They're doing so for reasons, perhaps reasons of a certain sort, perhaps with evidence and arguments in support of some belief. And that seems to be neutral on our theory of mind. Um, And the question of whether we can think that um, the chemistry that results or constitutes in uh, our reasoning is sound logically as opposed to chemically as the most merely chemically i'm not sure what it means for it to be sound chemically but um and there's a lot to be said here but it just seems pretty obvious that our um brains are pretty successful thinking tools and uh that are that are pretty effective at navigating and um, perceiving and thinking about their environment and beyond and so yes there's some arguments to be discussed against uh, naturalism with respect to rationality and other things but I, I don't think um much of that was provided here and it's beyond i think the scope of the discussion anyway after all as Poken mentioned um the non-theist is not committed to naturalism and so why would uh, some argument against naturalism demonstrate theism right uh, I, like mean, the, I, I mean i mean in favor of theism not Sorry, go ahead against, against particular non-theistic worldview.
3: I was on. just saying then if if we're going to... An argument against naturalism makes possible theism. I'm not saying it proves it. It makes it a rational... It makes it a rational proposition in, in terms of, like say, working hypothesis is rational. There are lots of hypotheses that we don't have formal proof of, but we consider them rational until falsified.
5: May I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Um, I... Alluding to the point about atheists not being committed to being naturalists, let's grant that you th- you show through some sort of argumentation um, that naturalism is false, right? At that point, what is the reason to accept that the hypothesis that God exists is going to be more parsimonious for explaining things in the world and generating novel predictions than any other sort of hypothesis, such as some non natural Naturalistic hypothesis that an atheist such as myself would hold to. Because I think absent something like that, there's no reason to accept prima facie that theism is necessarily going to be any more rational than some non-naturalistic account of the world that an atheist would hold to. The,
3: the, the issue is not even make, as far as the debate topic, holding a rational belief doesn't We don't have to put it to the standard that it's absolutely informally provable in fact probably the most fundamental things are not formally provable so i um so you can you can put objections there and that that would be totally respectable but then as i pointed out when we look at the physical evidence we have evidence of someone that has a skill set that we would call god something that could fine-tune the universe i mean what are the alternatives that they're multiverses or that it just created itself So it leaves these open questions. And then we see biological systems that have capabilities that exceed anything a synthetic chemist or engineer could build. Even if we were given the blueprint of life, we could not, atom by atom, construct something of this complexity. So for me, that's parsimonious enough, and it's parsimonious enough for a lot of what I would consider rational people. For an engineer, if someone sees a design... It's complex that it resembles what he builds, but it does it better. That's parsimonious enough for a lot of people. And uh, so um, I'm sorry if it doesn't satisfy your epistemic requirements, and I, I respect that. But there's a whole body of people that don't use this fancy philosophical language that can see it. I mean, it's plain as day to them that there's a design there.
5: Well, I'd, li- I'd like to respond to the fine-tuning thing very briefly, and then I'll hand it off to Troyer, because I think he has some more detailed notes regarding. Well, it.
1: yeah, we gotta wrap this um, up in the next like... few minutes, guys.
5: Okay. Would you like me to respond, or do you want to go ahead and do? do
1: um. An cool, yeah, super you can go ahead and respond. respond. I'd like to make, to do make it QMA, pithy, guys. Like yeah, to we gotta jump to uh, super chats here, but go ahead, make it pithy, okay, sure. uh, Pog, Poggin, and then Detroit, and then we'll 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 go to super chats.
5: Yeah, I think think the fine-tuning argument or the fine-tuning explanation invokes an idea of God's actions which are going to be a matter of chance or necessity. But I don't think it's clear why an atheist couldn't in the same way appeal to chance or necessity to explain why the configuration of the universe is such that the conditions are right for the existence of life and the growth of organisms and such. Um, Which would mean that Insofar as fine-tuning is concerned, it seems, absent any other considerations, that uh, atheism is just as parsimonious to explaining the existence of life and the conditions of the universe than than fine-tuning is. Um, But Troyer has some more detailed notes on this that I'd like him to go into.
4: Yeah, so I I do have more to say about that. However, I think it's we didn't really discuss fine tuning at much depth and didn't really make much of the argument so I, instead of getting into those details more precisely i think i'm just gonna at um more generally say why i think the theistic hypothesis both as an explanation for fine tuning but also for some of the other things that were mentioned like miracles the origin of life and so on is just a very bad hypothesis and and some of those reasons are, are, are as follows right um it's a it's a very vague and ill-defined and malleable theory, right? Uh, another issue. It has very little explanatory depth, right? That explanation is at best very surface level, right? It says it explains, well, life exists, but it's not going to give you much detail. It's not going to explain why life is this particular way rather than another way with, with much depth at all. Um, third, the theory makes little or no novel empirical predictions which might confirm it. It's not... Really, what we're looking for on a good theory of how the world is the way it is, or how a particular thing is the way it is, um, and accordingly, the theory it kind of takes the form of a just-so story, right? A, a, that is a sort of unmotivated and untestable narrative explanation for some phenomenon. It's just we have this data, and we're saying, well, it's that way because God made it that way. God desired to make it that way, and that's why it is that way. But it's not really much more than that. And accordingly, it leaves little to no room for a sort of progressive research program. Like in science, and I'm sure Sal is quite aware, what you're looking for with some theory is some way to build on that theory, to test it, to um, collect data that might confirm it or help make new discoveries and so on. But this is, I think, quite clearly not the sort of theory like that. It's just a a story that's vague and ill-defined and predicts very little and not a very good theory overall as a result. And so, um, uh, I think unless we want to talk about more about fine tuning, but I think we're going to move into closing statements. Yeah, um, we're I'll, not I'll even. It
1: there. Yeah, so, yeah, we're so. just going to yeah. uh, call it there, and we're going to go right into super chats because uh, yeah, we're we're kind of going up on time, mm-hmm. getting late on time. So we're going to start the super chat from Grimlock for two dollars. Thank you, Grimlock. And how we'll we do is that whoever it's addressed to, they get the final. Um, answer or how they want to address that so we'll that's how we usually uh the format we usually do for questions and or super chats or questions and answers whatever it may be so grimlock thank you for two dollars modern debate a bloody gladiator arena where everybody is a splash zone here have some money <laughs> so we can go to the next one i guess that's for both of you guys or both sides so mark reed for five dollars Uh, thank you for your super chat. This is for Sal. Why do you only present theist scientists' opinions and do not present non theist science opinions? Why is this not cherry picking?
3: I presented theist science opinions to show that there's not 100% consensus, that there is dissent, and to inspire people to maybe hear the dissenting voices, uh, because, uh, some of them could just get told that they're all stupid. And I'm just trying to correct that perception. So it wasn't my goal to uh, to cherry pick. I will admit that we're in the minority. But in academic circles, we're, we're finding that uh, there is a, a little bit of movement. And the other side, the non-theist scientists are actually getting backed into a corner because uh, their their account of particularly origins abiogenesis and evolutionary theory is, is looking to be more and more bankrupt and it's being defended with uh, what le- looks like either delusional uh, assertions or even uh, borderline fraud
1: thank you for your answer you can have a quick response to Troyer Poga but it has to be very uh, pithy uh, I don't
5: have a I don't okay. have a
1: response to that so this one's from Amy Newman for $5 after show tonight at the YouTube link for both theists. Is there anything that you could f- falsifiable your beliefs and make you stop believing?
3: Thank you, Amy Newman. Nice to hear from you. Uh, if abiogenesis were uh, solved. I don't know Uh, anyone else can answer that. So nice to hear from you, Amy.
1: Thank you for your answer. Let's see here. We got one from first. (laughs) So there's some, okay. Tom's chair Uh, for $2. Thank you for your super chat for $2. Sal, do you believe in other religions? Miracles? Miracles?
3: I believe other religions have miracles. Even the Bible gives account of Janice and Jambres, and it's been prophesied false religions will have miracles. By the way, thank you for the super chat. And I'm sorry I missed your name, but uh, thank you for the question. All
4: right. Sorry, I accidentally disconnected from the call. Thanks. For he was trying to escape.
1: So we have, appreciate the answer, um, so we got Alonzo Muncie for $2. Question for debaters, what makes a belief rational?
5: Um, some sort of uh, deductive argument or cogent inductive case presented for the belief such that in the case of deduction, it would show necessarily that uh, the belief is true, or in the case of induction that uh, we are reasonable in virtue of the evidence to believe that the belief is likely true.
4: Yeah presumably there's other sorts of explanations or justifications in terms of like abductive reasoning and perhaps um, other sorts like that but yeah something that and it's going to be uh, of course contentious what will count as uh, such reasoning or a good argument right because you might question as well the premises of the arguments used. Um, but how far we go along that is going to be just part of the dialectic.
1: Gotcha. So we're <laughs> going to go to. Oh, go ahead. Go, to go a ahead. Quick
2: comment. Um, since Detroyer um, rejoined, the YouTube thing got messed up where on Detroyer's place we have Sal. And yeah. Oh.
4: Have yeah I'm working and on, on that my right side
2: on. we have Detroyer. And on Sal's <laughs> side we have me. Yeah, that's that's my
4: apologies. That's my my apologies. No, that's, no, that's fine. Yeah. fine. Someone's to screenshot it.
1: Okay, let's see we'll go to the next yeah. one we we'll to try uh, to do both ahead, here. Craig. Okay. So uh, then go ahead. Do you mind if
5: I make a quick comment, Bryce? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Um yeah, so Darth Dawkins, who is, an, is a pretty famous presuppositionalist, has been challenged to come on this platform a couple times, Modern Day Debate, um, and has consistently refused the offer despite you know being presented with an offer for about $300, and has called a couple of us, me and Jack Engstreich, included, uh, sophists and idiots. So if you're watching tonight, Darth, I'd be very interested in you challenging either of us to a debate and explaining exactly why we're sophists and idiots. That's the comment. Please continue.
1: Great. Um, so we have one from CG F- uh, Fredo Sarabia for two dollars. Atheists win based on CC not having arguments. Sorry, Sal. Super chat.
0: <laughs> you can uh, was there a question? It,
3: uh, it broke. Off. I'm sorry.
0: No. No question. What question, was the
3: question? Was... again? I. It, I...
1: It was just a, it was just a, a, a comment, and they were saying, um, it was from Sidri and They said atheists went on CC not having arguments. Sorry, Sal, super chat. <laughs> so,
2: that's unfortunate. <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah, we'll just yeah, I mean, if i could I comment yeah. on that briefly? Sure, go ahead.
4: Uh. Yeah, I mean, if you recall, part of what I think um, the opposition's case was, as I laid out in the beginning, was that uh, on the assumption that theism is, in fact, rationally justified, you would expect that our opponents would be able to present that justification. Now, uh, it's my contention that, looking back on the debate, that they have not succeeded in doing so, and hence, that counts as evidence against theism being rationally justified. Of course, I'll leave it to the audience to judge
2: that. Yeah, I would take um, that. I think that um, we made our case that there is irrational to Sorry, go ahead, Praise. Praise, are you there?
1: Oops, I'm sorry, he's on mute. Yeah. Um, for $5 from Mark Reed, I appreciate your super chat. Tra- for Sal, I'm sorry, Sal, but it sounds like you are saying we don't have to provide justification for belief in God. Then why come on a debate?
3: I thought i provide provide... Uh, by the way, thank you for the question and the comment. I thought I provided it. If it's not something that resonates with you, uh, then... Um, then it doesn't resonate with you but it does resonate with other people who've studied the matter and uh, especially who study origin of life i've i know of scientists that were atheists is the more that they studied it they converted so and i've seen their arguments and i i, I felt that they are very um they they're, they're very strong that there is an intelligent designer
1: Thank you for your an answer there Sal we're gonna to go to kreptus for five dollars um, does anyone else want to respond to that before we go to the next the next super chat I'm guessing not
5: <laughs> no go ahead you're good Please okay continue
1: um, so we got kreptus for five dollars no one cares about your imaginary. Hello? Hello. Yeah, do you guys hear me? Hello?
2: Yeah, yeah we can. Hello? Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, so we should be good there. Oh
2: my god, um,
5: are we seriously doing this? We can hear yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 can, I can hear you, yeah.
1: Okay. So this is for Kreptus for $5. No one cares about your imaginary friend until you start trying to legislate what you think they said and force it on uh, everyone. No justification for that. So I guess that's for the theists.
2: Well, the person who's writing that
3: is a moron. Other than that, Uh, I'd like to thank you for the super chat and the comment. I'm not here to force beliefs on anyone. I am here to encourage Christians, especially those who think that they have seen a miracle. That uh, I don't think that that. I think there really is a miracle maker. We can make that argument in terms of the in, in terms of the miracle of life. So this isn't about legislation enforcing beliefs. These are this is about the higher question whether God exists and whether we'll face Him on Judgment Day. That's a far more important question.
1: Gotcha. And uh, we got
4: yeah. So just. In... I was just going to say in closing. Um. Uh, Although the main points, I think, I've reiterated enough. But I'll uh, just like to thank again, uh, Pogan, uh, Canadian Catholic, and Sal in the audience for coming. Coming to, to watch the debate it was a pleasure. Thank you all, thank you all again.
5: Yeah, I'd like to thank Modern Day Debate for hosting. I'd like to thank Troyer, Canadian Catholic, Sal. Um, thanks everybody for showing up. Um, yeah, I had a good time.
1: Awesome, guys. Yeah, I agree. That was uh, an enthralling discussion. It was really uh, impressive, some of the points you guys are making. Um, So we'll go to Duke of Sahib. Sal, why doesn't God allow these miracles to occur repeatable in lab conditions? Doesn't God want us to objectively verify his miracles?
3: God is hidden so he can humiliate some people that are very arrogant. You can go to this in First Corinthians chapter one. It says, "God has picked the offscouring of the of the world to make, to humiliate those who are in positions of power, knowledge, and wisdom." And so uh, that's the explanation, at least in the New Testament. And I know there's certain levels of troubling to this, but uh, there are explanations that are offered. I'm not saying that you need to accept them, but that's I've had peace about that because it has bothered me that um, God doesn't answer everyone's prayer. Um, in fact, very rarely does he do it, but it's happened enough, um, and especially even people close to me, th- that I can't deny it. I can't walk away from that at this point in my life. So, so thank you for the question. That is a difficult question. It nearly, that question nearly made me walk away from the Christian faith um, until I had a satisfaction, you know, satisfactory answers for other things. So I, I, I really. Do do sympathize with the question. I think that's a great question. Yeah, if,
2: if I may uh, also make an announcement. Um, for those of you who care about these discussions, we um, sell to the lesser degree because it doesn't seem to like a uh, Discord interface, but we uh, host these discussions intellectually on um, multiple servers. For So um, the ones that are active now, uh, one is... Mine, that's given in the description. You can click on that. It's Philosophical Checkmate. Uh, we have another one. It's um, my other server called Friction. Uh, you can join that one. And we are hosting well-known philosophers and these kind of debates. You can continue. You can also check out Pogan's server. Although I can't say how good it is since I'm still banned. But um, you guys can um, check these three out um, and we are gonna can continue a discussion there. In fact, after this finishes, you can pop into any one of those. Um, and we can continue. And tomorrow we have uh, prof- we, we have professors of philosophy coming almost every other week. So please pop in and uh, get to uh, discussions.
3: Yes. And, and someone complained I didn't answer the question. I, I I tried to answer it to the best of my understanding. And I, apologies if it didn't satisfy you. Uh, to that end, I also will have a, an after show. I'm planning an after show on my channel. I might be able to elaborate a little bit more on 1 Corinthians chapter 126 to 30 that I do think addresses that question of why God does not show up in our experiments.
1: Thank you so much. We're going to go to Mikey Q 922 for $5. Thank you for your super chat. Sal Canadian Catholic. What are some of your favorite apologetic books and have they influenced you?
2: Sal, do you want to go ahead?
3: Uh, I'll let you answer first because I, I have so many books, it's hard to pick out a favorite.
2: Well, I don't know if um I presumably the, the type of books I read are uh mostly philosophy related. So I mean I don't know if that's directly tied. Like I mean, I'm the type of person who would rather go to the encyclopedia of philosophy rather than 15 reasons to accept Christ. So I guess in that sense I would obviously say the Bible is my favorite book by far. Uh as I mean it's Should be. But yes, I love uh, encyclopedias, as you can see, philosophy books. So if there are like favorite philosophers I have and their works, um, I would name a couple. Uh, Some have been an influence on me. Quine is one famous influence, though he was an atheist. Um, uh, my other influence are Peter Van Inwagen, um, Alvin Plantinga, William Lane Craig to a lesser degree, and yeah, I would consider these people a huge inspiration for me. And from the older ones, obviously Aristotle, uh, Plato, um, and uh, Descartes. I would consider Descartes a huge influence. And last but not least, Spinoza. Spinoza is also a really good influence, even though he was critical of Christianity. Uh, please go ahead.
3: Oh, thanks. Now, I had a chance to sort through my list. I would put number one, The Stairway to Life by Change Tan and Rob Stadler. Change Tan is a professor of molecular biology at University of Missouri. She had been an atheist. She became a Christian and then a creationist. Another book would be Genetic Entropy by John Sanford. I've had the privilege of working with him for seven years. He's a famous geneticist, uh, contributed a lot to genetic engineering in the 1980s and 90s. He was an atheist, became a Christian, became a creationist, and then Walter Brown's Creation Science. Uh, in the beginning is the title of the book. So thank you very much for the super chat and for asking the question.
1: Great question and great answers. Uh Sidji Fredo you for five dollars. Thank you, Sidji. Ad Theus, would you should you figure out what's Protestant i.e. scripture versus tradition or faith over works. Is Catholic versus Christian before debating atheists? Don't bother. Oh, they're coming at
2: you. Yes, um, I'm going to address that. We, uh, um, me and Tal, have a reasonable disagreement. I am a... I don't think that's a secret, by the way, So some people would have to question that, but, um, you know, um, and Sal is a person who has left the Roman Catholic Church, although he told me he has many family members that are part of it, and we agreed that we have some differences, even though for today's discussion, we would put those differences aside and try to con- concentrate on our case for theism, which is, again, something that we can do. We can still collaborate with people who might not agree on everything with us, right? I mean, there's a bunch of um, atheist intellectuals that I respect, and there's a bunch of others. And obviously, Sal is a Christian, not of the Roman Catholic conviction. I am. I'm a uh, Roman Catholic. I've, and, you know, it's, it's just a difference of opinion uh, and some matters of faith, which we should not have to go into every time we collaborate.
4: Yeah, in the same thank
3: way. You, thank you for the, thank, thank you for the uh, super chat and the question and the comment. I'd like to just such nerds.
2: <laughs> Wait, speak for, speak for yourself. Are you are you saying that I, I'm not getting showered with tension? Oh, I'm, just,
1: I'm, I'm just, joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, so thank you for your answers. We got Creptus for $10. Thank you for your super chat. Um, at CC Canadian Catholic Life, Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. That's from Macbeth, my favorite play.
1: One of my favorite plays.
2: Who was that from again? Who was the person's name?
1: What was the person's name? Uh, Creptus S.
2: Creptus, yes. I guess the person who knows that that that's a line I know um uh on memory. I mean it's it's something I, I I love Shakespeare. I mean I have in my I have a ton of books, but Shakespeare has always been I trooled over Shakespeare. I mean Shakespeare is like my pornography. So basically I'm I'm like I, I'm I so grateful for that reference to Creptus. Uh please go ahead.
1: Awesome. So we have Sun C for $5. Thank you for your super chat. Spa Z for $5 at Detroyer. If you're a contextualist, how can you say something is unjustified without qualification? How do you rule out theism being justified in some context?
4: Right. So this is the, this is the sort of conversation that I could have had. I could have, tried to speak about myself as a contextualist about knowledge or epistemic justification and um, gone on from there, right? But I, I felt like it was probably too disconnected from the intention, like intended sort of discourse on arguments for theism. But uh, I think it's quite plain, right, the the way to go forward from there. The uh, approach would be to sort of establish a common sort of epistemic context, sort of what things are going to be taken for granted in that epistemic context, What sort of things are permissible as evidence. And then there's going to be squabbles over what sort of things are permissible for evidence. And that's the sort of thing I hinted at in my opening. But that could provide sort of a rough outline of what sort of the uh, epistemic context is, and we could move from move on from there. But as I said, this is sort of an extra layer of Philosophical discussion that seemed a little outside what the intended discussion was going to be, precisely, and I don't think it would have helped to frame it much better than it it, it actually was. But thanks for the question.
1: Thank you for your answer, and that concludes our super chats for tonight. And I guess we could um, give a little bit of end here for your concluding remarks. Just make it you know, within a few seconds, pithy, and then we'll call it a night and wrap it up.
2: Sure. Uh, Can I go ahead?
1: Sure. Yep.
2: Yeah, I want to thank, once again, uh, the and Pogan, uh, people I'm very well acquainted with, uh, for agreeing to do this. Um, See, the thing is, I have something positive to say about Pogan, uh, and, I mean, obviously I have a lot of things to say about Pogan. I love Pogan. But other than that, I think that However bad he might have done in this debate, this is, like, miles ahead of Matt DeLabloviator, who is even scared to even open his mouth in the same room I'm in, right? So, I mean, from that perspective, and, congratulations on winning this debate, because Matt DeLabloviator is scared of this, and at least you're not. So, yeah, please go ahead, everybody else.
5: Yeah, I'll just directly respond to that. Um, I think we were muddied by a lot of unnecessary character attacks and evasion on Canadian Catholics' part. I thought he spent the majority of the debate attacking my character rather than actually giving some sort of argument for uh, it being rational to believe in God. Um, We basically had to struggle to get an argument out of him. And by the time he finally did, we rendered several very good objections to said argument. Um, my opponent Detroyer, who is obviously extremely knowledgeable on a variety of things explained in pretty excruciating detail, why that sort of argument he provided wouldn't hold. Obviously I gave a counter right off the bat. I had an argument prepared expecting him to give that. Sal was a complete gentleman, uh, conducted himself very admirably. I obviously disagree with him on a number of things, but I greatly appreciate his demeanor and his professionalism. Um, special thanks to the moderator. I think, I thought you did a great job, kept it fairly cordial. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm on YouTube. If you guys like my stuff, if you like that sort of content, be sure to check me out. Um, Other than that, I'll just go ahead to
4: Detroit and Sal. Sorry, Uh, you're muted, Sal, if you wanted to talk.
3: I didn't realize I was muted. Thank you. I almost one time gave a whole talk muted if people (laughs) didn't tell me. Uh, I'd like to thank Praise for um, hosting this and running the show. I know that uh, since I know how difficult it is to, 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 to host the show and just press all the buttons. I'd like to thank my, my partner in debate here, Canadian Catholic, Josh, thank thanks for the opportunity. I'd like to thank Dave for, um, I mean, not, uh, James James for contacting me and saying, Hey, Sal, will you be a tag team partner? I'm just like, okay. And, uh, Pogan and Detroit, it's been a pleasure meeting you. And, uh, you have very sharp minds. You raised very good points. I, um, uh, we probably don't agree on what would count as evidence, and that's probably where there's probably a fundamental disagreement there. I do have an after show that I'm planning on my channel, Evidence and Reasons. You can Google Evidence and Reasons YouTube channel. I will I may have a short after show. We'll see. And I'll try to talk about some of the things that we talked about today. And I, I'm really grateful for the, the chance to uh, articulate my views. And I really want to thank the audience for giving me uh, a chance to state. So thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Sal. And uh, I thank you for being in my corner um, and backing me up. Obviously, someone with um, your expertise was a great asset in this uh, sort of a debate. And I think uh, it helped our cause greatly. Thanks so much, and God bless.
4: Yeah, and uh, as as everyone else did, I'll reiterate the thanks um, for both Modern Day Debate and praise for hosting and all of our the people involved, Pogan, Canadian Sal, and the audience for watching, especially the people offering super chats, and I'll just kind of at the end in closing, just reiterate with the negative case. Uh, look, if you look back on this discussion and analyze the arguments that were presented, the stuff from miracles to the uh, um, whatever it is that uh, Canadian was trying to present near the beginning, to that, uh, uh, the stuff about life and that that. Uh, sort of cosmological argument um amended version and the criticism that were leveled against these i don't think a good case at all was made in favor of of these and now there's a lot more discussed that was left out here but i think that the negative case came out stronger thank you yeah i'll just add
5: one quick final comment before we completely wrap it up here um, once again you know darth dawkins has been making the rounds online recently uh, making a couple challenges to myself and Jack Engstreich. So once again, just you know, final consideration here, Darth, um, myself and Jack are both open. There's $300 on the table. If you're interested in defending your views, not calling us idiots and sophists, uh, feel free to do so. Otherwise, we'll just take it that you are expressing uh, a great amount of cowardice. Um, with that, take it away.
1: Awesome, yeah, guys.
2: I, th- I, think, I, th- I think that
1: Go ahead, Kenny, I'll Let you finish there, and I got a wrapper up here. Uh, I,
2: guess, I, guess, uh, I I, am very well acquainted with Darth, and, um, I mean, we disagree on some things, but I, I think that, um, since three hundred dollars is involved, and, uh, I mean, it's obviously going public. I, I think that it would be uh, really good to, you know, see this because I mean, Darth gets money, uh, prize money due to participation alone. He doesn't even need to win over any kind of crowd. Simply by participating, he will. Uh, own uh, he will make good amount of money so I definitely think he should take this challenge
1: sounds good guys I appreciate the feedback uh, great uh, great interlocutors tonight and I think James would be pleased I enjoyed stepping into money tonight but also we have our brother SFT out there he has a big debate tomorrow Neff versus Neff check it out on his channel SFT And we're going to call the night. uh, Keep sifting.
3: American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.